God damn it. <laughs> yeah, but I don't feel like uh, I don't feel like that's gonna happen. Anyway, uh, first and foremost, I would like to apologize for last week's episode of Memory Lapse Podcast. I am Tim. I'm Genji. And I'm Tyson. And uh, like I just said, this is Memory Lapse, the Magic the Gathering podcast. I guess that bears repeating. I uh, just fill in time because I don't want to talk to these guys because they're already pissing me off. But anyway, what are we talking Yay, about today? Us. What are we talking about today, guys? We're going to go over some of the cards we like in the Kaladesh limited format. Things we think are a little more playable than others. A couple cards to possibly avoid. It's like, I don't know. There's just things that I probably won't play in a list. Most yeah. of them are probably green, but that's because I'm biased. Yeah, you are. You're always biased. To be fair, I'm going to point out a couple green cards that I think are really, really good, though. Anyways, I think that we all three of us uh, came to the same agreement. If it's a mythic, it's probably good enough to play. Yeah, like, all the mythics this time around are really, really good. It doesn't look like there's any trash mythic that you just, like, don't want to play in your limited pool, where sometimes there is. Um, I think all the hulks are just big bodies for five or six mana. Yeah. Even if you don't get the upside from them, they're still good. I mean, it's... What one doesn't have an upside? The only one that doesn't really have an upside is Torrential, and it's got Flash. So yeah. it's a combat trick. Yeah. Um, so they, like, if you're not getting the full effect of them, they're still good. Yeah. Then, you know, Torrential Gear Hulk kills all of them but Combustible. Yeah. Uh, yeah, any of the other Mythics are just good. Yeah, yeah. They're rated Mythics because they are. you don't want to see more than, like, two of them at any pre-release. Or any <laughs> Well, depending draft. on size. Yeah. Uh, but the point being made is they make the mythics to make them limited and limited. Yeah. So, on that note, a card that I don't think we'll see any constructive play whatsoever, but is actually really, really good in limited, and I feel like it might get overlooked just because of how people are rating it for constructive play, Marionette Master is actually secretly really, really strong. It's a six mana one three. What's good about it? All right, so for four black black, it has fabricate three. Now this creature enters the battlefield. Put three plus one plus one counters on it, or create three one one colorless servo artifact creature tokens. Now same as every other fabricate, but this one's got fabricate three, which I believe is the highest fabricate on any card we have. Beyond that, whenever an artifact you control is put into a graveyard from the battlefield, target opponent loses life equal to marionette master's power. So, with all the puzzle knots and stuff, if you do open a Marionette Master, you can probably just build, like, a Marionette Master Puzzle Knot deck. Because all the puzzle knots are 2 and 3 mana, if I remember correctly. I think they're all 2 and have activateds of 3. Yeah, something like that. Um, but, like, you I just start... I think they go upwards. Of... Hold on, let me, let me double check, because I'm right here, so... Uh, yeah, 2, 2, 2, 2. Yeah, they're all 2, and their activates are, in fact... Uh, except for the white one, they're all three. The white one's actually one and a white. Alright, so they're all two to play, two or three to sack off. And what that does is it lets Marionette Master deal two to your opponent, and you're gaining two. Plus it's a four six. That body is enormous and limited. Mm-hmm. Um, if you put all three counters on um, Also of note is that it does not specify creatures, which means things like Filigree Familiar or... You know, other various artifact creatures can do damage and then die to do damage again. Yeah. Uh, something that I just not noticed about Fabricate is it's one ability or the other. You cannot do a mixture of the two. Correct. So, like, I can't put two counters on this and get a servo. Um, which I think makes the 
mechanic a little less powerful, but it's still pretty good on this thing. I mean, I will point out as well that Marionette Master also pseudo-nombos with itself, where whenever an artifact you... Oh, wait, no, never mind. I'm dumb. Ignore me. Uh, I was I thinking something else. You don't want to know. Well, anyways... You were thinking about the servos that don't go to the graveyard. I was... No, servos do go to the graveyard. They do? Yeah. Yes. Tokens actually die and go to the graveyard for a brief moment, then state-based actions remove them from the game afterwards. Yep. So, servos and token creatures do actually cause die triggers to happen. Wow. Yep. That is something to know for people who may not have known that. Okay. That's probably why uh, Avison specifies non-token. Uh, I well, they know say they die, specify... not graveyard. They don't. She doesn't specify the graveyard. Either, yeah, it's just whenever it dies. Yeah, I think she specifies non-angel. Yeah, I can't remember non-angel. if it's non-token or not. Uh, it's non-angel. I don't think it's non-token. Anyhow, we're not talking about Avison. We're talking about Kaladesh. We want artifacts. We want big things. I want shiny pieces of plastic that'll murder people. And by plastic, I you mean, mean metal? metal. Wow. <laughs> I should hit him. Anyways. Are we going to name this one That's So Metal? I'm, no, we're, <laughs> we're not even going to talk about this. What about that thing right there? You want to talk about Dubious Challenge? Uh, about how bad you think it is. I mean, I think Dubious Challenge is something that I would avoid at all costs in my deck. Um, I would not play this thing in Constructed. I do not think it's playable in Limited. Um, it's interesting in EDH, and that's about it. Well, here's the thing. You're choosing two creatures, and your opponent is going to take whatever creature is, quote, it's, better, unquote. They're, what, they're exiled face down, aren't they? No. Exile up to, to two them. creature cards from among them, and then shuffle your library to your opponent. may choose one of the exiled cards and put it on the battlefield. Yep, put the rest okay. on the battlefield under your control. So the only way that this becomes good is if your opponent goes, nah, I don't want either of these, and you get two creatures out of it. Yeah. Which will never happen. Correct. Like, if it was ex- exiled face down... Then you wouldn't be able to prove that they're creatures. I guess that's fair. Yeah, okay. Anywho. Mm-hmm. So, I think Doobie's Challenge is really bad. Even if I had it as a rare my limited pool, I probably wouldn't play it. I wouldn't play uh, it. Madcap Experiment can get kind of cute, but it's probably another one that I'd also avoid. Just yeah. because the potential damage that you take is not worth the... Unless uh, you're just playing, like, a billion artifacts. Even then, it's four mana for something that's probably two or three. The only way that's really good is if you have it and the 11 drop one as well. And that's two rares. Like, you don't plan your seal pull around two rares. If you get it, by all means, do it. But I'm just saying, I the odds are low. I don't, I don't feel like you should be playing the card in your limited deck. So let's go over. Next up, what do we got? We got the Thriving Cycle. Uh, How do you guys I, feel about those cards? I think they're all probably pretty good. Um, was the turtles a zero three? Yeah, no, I like them all. The white one's kind of the weakest of them, but yeah, I mean it's still a three five. Yeah, it's still a three five. It can potentially be a three five. Also, actually, to be honest, at a four drop, you have more chance of building up energy before you cast it. Correct. Yeah. Uh, something that I'm going to say right now is I think energy is going to be fairly important in the limited format. Yep. Uh. If you're playing stuff without energy, I think that you're missing out on a lot of the value that you can be having. Uh, because just like the Starving Set, you can pay two energy when it attacks and put a 1-1 counter on it. You can do this as many times as you want when it attacks. Nope, you can only do it once, once whenever it attacks. Yep. You may when it pay... attacks, you can pay two. How many times does a creature attack in a turn? Yeah, but whenever it attacks, it just checks to see when it attacks once, and then you can pay it. No. I'll have to look at the set-specific rulings, which I'm not going to lie. I've been lazy as a judge and haven't looked at yet. But I'm pretty sure whenever it attacks, you can only pay it once. 
Okay, but anyways, even though if it just attacks once. Right, you've got yeah. you know, a 1-4 for 1, a 2-3 two, for 2, a 3-2 two for 2, a 3-4 for 3, and a 3-5 for 4. Like, all of these cards are fine. Yeah. And they're all common, so... Yeah. So, like, um, uh, with that being said, that they're all common, if you play another one, you can just keep stacking onto one of them. Yeah. Because they all generate two energy whenever they enter. Uh, I think the best one for its colors, though, is the blue one. Mm -hmm. The blue one is basically a 1-4, and that thing's just going to wall up so hard. Yeah, if you keep building up energy and then just keep swinging with it, it's just going to keep getting bigger and bigger. You don't yep. even have to keep No, you just make it a 1-4 and you just let it sit there against all the yeah, servos. Yeah, like you just play it on blue beat for one, or beat once, and then just go, I've got a 1-4 wall. Have fun, guys. Yeah. Uh, like it is, I believe it is hands down one of the best ones of that cycle. Definitely, uh, in my opinion as well. Uh, second to the, uh, the only other one I think is comparable is the green one. Actually, yeah, I think the green one's really good for three mana. It's a three four after it attacks. So, and that's if you pay it. Um, also, since I said energy is going to be important, uh, any other spells that you cast that have energy, well, you can get energy from. You can pay into these guys later. Correct. Or you can store their energy for other spells yes. later on as well. So, like, like things that have activated of, like, eight energy, you can just keep, just build a bunch of energy up and then do these. Oh, God, there's even mill right now for energy. Yep, that's uh, actually Minister. one of the cards on my list. Minister of Inquiries, yeah. Anyways. All right, so we're going to skip by. I don't believe there's any, like, super notable... Artifacts that we really want to talk about. Artifacts? Here, or uh, any supernova rares. rares here that we really want no, to talk about? Well, we're talking about limited, so we can probably skip the rares for right now and save that. Rares, like, if they're in their, in your color, you should probably be playing them. Yeah. Uh, for the most part. <laughs> Regardless of what they are. Like, if it's a rare and you open it in your limited pool and it's in your colors and you think you can cast it, like, if you're playing an aggressive deck and you get um, Skyship Stalker, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you should play. It's a 4-mana 3-3 that flies. Like, it's just good. Um... That's pretty much just all. There's like any limited format, rares or rares for a reason. Right. Except for, you know, that thing. I don't even remember what that thing's name is. Uh, Lost, Lost Legacy. Legacy. That don't card's really thing. good. Don't play that thing in limited. I mean, don't play it in limited, but it's it's a card that I really like for standard moving forward. But we're not talking about standard. It's going to be we're pretty limited. Probably. I am honestly getting sick of that mechanic, but I don't really want to talk about that right now. Anyhow. Anywho. So while we're on the topic of energy, there are a billion cards in this format that make it. And probably just as many that use it. Um, one of my favorite energy-producing cards, and after having it pointed out to me earlier today, I was dribbling around <laughs> with it in standard, but it's also a card that I think is powerful enough and limited that if you are playing blue, you're probably going to play it anyhow. Oh, yeah, I think Whether you're you guaranteed need the energy playing this thing or not. Like, this thing is just too good to not be playing in limited. So the card opinion. I'm talking about is Glimmer of Genius. It's three and a blue. It's an instant. Scry two, draw two, get two energy. That thing is all sorts of powerful and uh, limited. So it's instant speed, which means if you're trying to play a control deck and you're trying to like pretend that you're holding up counter magic and stuff, um, or if you just want to hold your mana up for other activated abilities and stuff to force awkward combat situations, make your opponent play around things. At the end of the turn, you can just be like, "All right, sweet, I'm gonna do this." Scry two, draw two. Like that's no, just good. And then you get two energy on top of it. And in limited, energy is going to be super important. I'm not sure how much energy will impact standard, 
But well, the limited format's going to be defined by it, I think. I, I think that energy will see its... Like, it will shine in the aggressive decks because you get benefits from it without having to cast... Like, without having to pay mana for the benefits. So, like, especially with the Thriving series, you get counters on it, which makes your dudes bigger. Right. When you don't have to spend mana to make them bigger. This is true. Um, which is why I think it's going to see play in aggressive decks, not so much control decks. But... I mean, we're just going to see where it ha where it's going to land. So uh, there's a card on this page that you want to talk about. Hmm? Oh, yeah. The fact that we get Diabolic Tutor in Standard. Like, saying well, it's... I mean, it's still in Standard. I think we've had it the entire time. It just didn't see its time because Dark Petition. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that. but the thing was, like, Diabolic Tutor uh, being an uncommon makes it more, uh, more viable to get in Limited, which is mm -hmm. great because, actually, it's in Conspiracy, and I've, I've drafted it. Uh, I got two of it, two of it one time in a draft for conspiracy, so that was yeah. good. It's a fun card to play around in the limited. Whenever you just know that, I mean, you can just search for anything. Yeah, like you, just, you can get one bomb and then just search for it when you need it. Like yeah, if you have right. it. Yeah, it's it's insanely good. I mean, I feel like I feel like that 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 one mana costs less than dark petition, and the fact that it's not a rare obviously makes it. Yeah, you're gonna be able to find it. Maybe one or two in your limited pool. Yeah, if you're lucky, you can probably get three. But and, and no, I don't know that I'd ever play more than two I, limited. Yeah, no, no, no two's I, fine. Two's fine for something like that because you want to have. Generally, I only have eight or nine non-creature spells, and I try to spread out the utility a little bit and what I'm doing with them. I mean, realistically, you can just play uh, diabolic tutor in. Even in a sort of aggressive... Well, I wouldn't say no, sort of you aggressive would deck. Play you can like put it in like a mid-range deck. Or like... In limited, you can probably play it in an aggressive decks anyhow. Because like... Yeah. Aggressive decks just don't kill particularly fast in limited formats most of the yes. time. Now, this one I think is going to be a little out of the ordinary. Because it does seem to have a lot more quick potential than other limited formats have. Mm-hmm. Just because like, we have a couple of pump spells. We've got energy, which is basically free mana. So, I could be wrong on this one. All right, uh, but other since we talked about dialogue too, there's another black card right here that I actually want to talk about. Is yeah. Harsh Scrutiny. One black sorcery. Target opponent reveals his or her hand. You choose a creature card from it. That player discards that card, and you scry one. Basically, despise with scry. Uh, but it doesn't hit planeswalkers. Correct. Okay. Only uh, in limited is good. It might see play in constructed. Also, the ability to play it on turn one and then scry also seems pretty good. We still have duress, right? Uh, Probably duress like know. never rotates. So yeah, I mean, if you're worried about planeswalkers, then you can just have duress in your. Because I'm that's non-creature for duress, right? Or is it specifically but duress is standard, sir? Huh? So we're talking about limited here. Not well, yeah, duress is specifically non-creature. Let me pull it up real quick and see what all it says. Well, anyways, players. while he's pulling that up, there's another thing here I want to talk about, which is Aether Touch Renegade. It's two and a red for a one-two. Whenever it enters the battlefield, you get four energy. Tap. Which is good. Tap, pay two energy, this thing deals one damage to target creature. Tap, pay eight energy, this deals six damage to target player. So basically you get a couple of those in your limited packs. You or probably... you can just play any, like you can play one or two of these and then just anything that makes energy and yeah. just fireball them to death. So there, just make like red-blue, uh, red-blue energy-based stuff. Red-blue energy walls. Yeah. yeah. Like you just start with your one drop blue, you get a, a Janjeet Sentry. Yep. It is here. You got some other touch renegades and some like and there's Turtles. some there's some actually yeah. decent burn. I found a decent burn spell here, which is uh, it, it's like um, 
Duress will not be with us in standard. Really? Yep. And before wow. it gets reprinted to after yeah, Kaladesh. Yeah, last printing was Dragons of Tarkir. Oh, no. But All anywho, right. uh, I picked the Renegade because it's, like, eight energy, you're just going to naturally be getting it because a lot of things just create energy. And you can just give reach to a deck that would really need it. Because you're probably getting your opponent down to like 10, and then the stalemate begins, and then you're just like, I'm just going to get energy and attempt to kill you with that. Uh, speaking of stalemates, let's talk about something that will break them real quick. I want to mention Durable Handicraft. For people that accuse me of not talking about Gruyon enough, this is a green card. It's a 1 and a green. It's an enchantment. Whenever a creature enters the battlefield under your control, you may pay a generic mana. If you do, put a plus 1, plus 1 counter on that creature. Five in a green, sacrifice durable handicraft, put a plus one plus one counter on each creature you control. So this thing will let your you know, it'll let like creatures you have coming down pretty small, like uh gear shift ace, because green white is something that I I've built a couple times in limited. So like Gear Shift Ace comes down, I'll play him as a three drop because I play durable handicraft on two. So I play Gear Shift Ace, and I pay the extra mana. Now I've got a three two with first strike. Which is pretty good uh, on turn three. Yeah. Like, I've got a 3-2 with first strike for three. So, like, that's the thing. Um, as the game progresses and I, you know, we get to the mana dump point, I've got a couple creatures because odds of getting board wiped are pretty slim. I can pop off this durable handicraft and grow everything else I've already been growing by one as well. So, like, that's a card that I think is going to be a decent one of. Oh, since you were talking about... Uh, oh, no, you already said Minister of Inquiries, right? Didn't, didn't you, Tim? What? I believe he Minister mentioned the mill briefly, but I don't know if he actually went into detail on I it. I did not go into detail with it. Uh, yeah, Minister... You... Oh, never mind. No, he's got, he's got it. He's got him. Okay. Uh, Minister... I, I was looking for a white card, because we've already, like, covered blue, black, red, and green. We haven't really said much about uh, white we'll get to well, white. We talked about one green card, really. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll get there. Well, uh, we'll have to do. I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll leave Minister... Like, I've, I've noticed some fog cards in here. Alright, can I go into another green card then so sure. I can talk about the combo that makes this really exciting? Sure. Sure. Alright. Sure. So, we had Durable Handicraft. We also have Fairgrounds Trumpeter. For two and a green, Fairgrounds Trumpeter is a 2-2. Two -two. It's an elephant. At the beginning of each end step, if a plus one plus one counter was placed on a permanent under your control this turn, put a plus one plus one counter on Fairgrounds Trumpeter. So if we have that and a durable handicraft going on together, this thing can get out of hand really, really fast. Yeah. Because now, for your generic mana, you're getting two plus one plus one counters every turn. Also, if you sacrifice the handicraft, you just make this thing huge. No, you only get one counter from it. Uh, was placed on... Okay, it's on, on a permanent, not... Okay. Yeah, not for each permanent, yes. on a permanent. Okay, you're right. That would have been really good anyways. That would have been too strong that way. Uh, but since he didn't think we were going to talk about enough white cards, uh, let's do uh, Servo exhibi Exhibition. Uh, I actually like Trusty Companion and Servo exhibi Exhibition here. Okay, so let's Trusty Companion. They kind of go hand in hand again. What's the Companion do? Trusty Companion is a 3-2 for one and a white creature, Hyena, Vigilance. Trusty Companion can't attack alone. So, although it can attack, it's still a 3-2 blocker for 2, which yeah. is pretty good. And has Vigilance. Yeah. So if it does attack, it can just sit back then as well. Yep. Um, and then you brought up Servo Exhibition, so let's talk about him. Uh, it's 1 and a white for a sorcery. Create 2 1-1 one, one colorless Servo Artifact creature tokens. So it's a lot... 
it's not as good as Raise the Alarm, but in a set that cares about artifacts, I think it might be better in some ways. The only reason that this card is worse, and I'm air quoting this, than Raise the Alarm is because Raise the Alarm is an instant. Yeah, which is why it's it could be considered worse, but in a set that cares about artifacts and them going to the graveyard, it might actually just be better. It could be. Especially in doubling back real quick. We were talking about our uh, who's our fancy black rare's name that I feel like is going to get overlooked a lot. Marionette Master. He's going to play very well with anything artifact related. So you could very easily just jam Servo Exhibition into like a black white deck and do stuff. Uh, then Tim, you know the blue card right here? It's uh, Aether Meltdown. Do you know what that thing does? What does it do? Uh, it's one in a blue for an enchantment aura with flash. Enchant creature or vehicle. Whenever Aether Meltdown enters the battlefield, you get two energy. Enchanted permanent gets minus four, minus O. Oh. Hmm. It's actually pretty good when we were talking about all the energy decks and, like, just ways to make energy. Aether Meltdown's pretty good at that. It stalls your opponent out of the game so you can accrue this energy to do things with it. It's got flash, and it can just stop a bunch of things. Also, something interesting of note is you can enchant their creature so their power is less than the crew on the vehicle, and then you can stop both of the things. Yeah. It took you a minute to get there. (laughs) I mean, I didn't really think about it. I haven't looked at it much. Until we really played the limited format, like, it's all kind of speculation. Yeah. Um, With that being said, I believe these are probably... This one is, I think, is going to be especially important moving forward because we're going into, like, servos and stuff. Make Obsolete has the potential to be backbreaking. Oh, yeah, that thing thing would be so nuts. Yeah, so it's two to black. It's an uncommon instant. Creatures your opponents control get minus one, minus one until end of turn. If your opponent's playing a bunch of servos and trying to go wide, this thing will just crush them. Yeah, which a lot of things... Like, the green-white deck looks like it wants to go wide because it, yep. it's just making a bunch of dudes and gives you benefits for making multiple dudes. Well, this thing is just like, mm, you stop doing that. The other thing to note about this is it's only your opponent's creatures. Yes. So it's also a combat trick because it's instant speed, which is incredibly uncommon yep. for board wipes, plus it's one-sided, which is also really uncommon which for all, things that are sort of board wipes. It will make your servos trade up then Correct. well. That can make your servos trade, you know, it can make your 1-1s trade for 2-2s. It can remove their 1-1s just outright. The card has a lot of potential, and I could see it pulling off a couple blowouts. Uh, Era of Innovation uh, wouldn't seem bad either. It's one of the blue for an enchantment. Whenever an artifact or an artificer enters the battlefield under your control, you may pay one. If you do, you get two energy. Uh, What is it, pay six? I think about six, yeah. Yeah, pay six, sacrifice, era of in- innovation, and draw three cards. So I don't like it nearly as much as some of the other stuff because we already talked about how the blue-red deck is probably going to try you know, using a bunch of its energy to possibly go to the face with the red Well, I mean, uh, but the dude. point being is you can just pay one whenever an artifact enters the battlefield, get two energy. Right, so the you first turn ability your is potentially really good. Yeah, and then if you get in the stalemate and you don't have that thing, you can just draw three cards. Yeah. Um... It's fine. I don't know how well it's going to do, but it's a nice engine to help you with, you know, your burn plan. Speaking of nice things to help with uh, burn and such, 
Uh, Spark of Creativity is pretty cool. Choose target creature. Exile the top card to your library. You may have Spark of Creativity. Deal damage to that creature equal to the exiled card's converted mana cost. And if you don't, you may play that card until end of turn. Now, you do have to pay the mana for the card still, so it's not just going to be like stupidly broken and let you cast an Emrakul mm -hmm. on turn one or something stupid like that. Because it doesn't say you may cast it without paying its mana cost. But it gets you another draw if you're looking for something. Or yeah. it gets potential removal. So mm -hmm. it's a flexible card. And I have a tendency of liking flexible cards. Especially in limited. Yeah. Tim, you're being awfully quiet over there. Well, I'm trying to I'm trying to figure something out here. Like I was already kind of thinking about it, but I just forgot one of the cards. Basically, uh, there's a bit of fog here, and one of the cards that does the the fogging elements here is a common. I think the other one is too. Uh, I know the one's a green card. Yeah, it commence the festivities. Yep. And then the other one is a white card. If I can find it here. Uh, but commence the festivities is one of green, um, an instant, and it I believe it prevents damage from all from all play or from all players this till end of turn. Prevent all combat damage will be dealt to players this turn. Yeah, I believe so. Or all combat damage will be dealt this turn. It's probably prevent all da combat damage that would be dealt this turn. Yeah. That's usually how fogs are worded. Prevent all combat damage that would be dealt to players this turn. Oh, to players only. Oh. Yeah. Okay, so you just opt not to block. You cast it and bada bing bada boom. Your opponent swung out, you're not dead, and you get to crack him back. Mm -hmm. I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't even and know what I was going to say. There's a white one here, and I can't find it. I know it's not a rare, because I wouldn't have looked at it. Maybe, maybe it is a rare. Maybe that's so it doesn't need to be mentioned if it's up here. Well, um, anyways, why, are you, did you find it? No. But that would also work great with Felagree Familiar. Yes. Felagree yeah. Familiar is quite good. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I've, we talked about Filigree Familiar a couple times. I'm excited for it for the Emerge deck. I just think it's really, really good. And you use yeah. stuff like Pressure Point to just keep draw going and keep their potential attackers tapped down. So I'm not sure how much I actually like Pressure Point in this limited format because if decks are looking to go wide, it only stops one creature. It's not going to do nearly as much. I could swear I saw another thing that prevents combat damage, and I can't find it. So while we're on... Uh, combat damage and again i i often get accused of not talking about green cards personally like at all ever actually here's another one that would be useful in that deck i'm gonna cut in since you know i've been interrupted a million times this podcast so i can do it anyways let's talk about Revo this card over here revoked <laughs> privileges would be another one where it makes enchanted creature can't attack or block or crew vehicles yes so we'd have another one for the fog and it's also a common so that would be amazing so i actually like that one because it's basically putting them under arrest and taking their license so they can't drive anymore yeah that's, it's, that's, it's actually that's super not like what it is that's literally what it is. That's like, terrible. It's super flavorful. Yeah. That's terrible. Alright, so... Oh, there it is. Uh, <sighs> God damn it, Tim. <laughs> but my green it's a, cards. It's a white four-drop. Uh, a white four-drop. So it's three and a white. Consulate Surveillance is an enchantment. When Consulate Surveillance enters the battlefield, you get four energy. Pay two energy. Prevent all damage that would be dealt to you this turn by a source of your choice. So, so, so it's not quite fog because no. it only stops one thing at a time. Yeah. But it could definitely slow down a game and save you from taking some big hits. Also, it can also help you trade up. Because you can prevent damage from their creature and your creature blocks it, killing theirs and yours. Well, it's sort damage that we dealt to you, I believe, is what is it said, it? right? Yeah. Oh, okay, never mind. All right. I lied. So basically, you just want to run stuff like a green puzzle box and just stock up on life. So, a couple green cards that I'm super fond of. 
um, Nature's Way, which in limited I think is going to be really, really good. It's one in a green. It's a sorcery, which I, I especially don't like sorceries, but this one has a lot of upside for green. Target creature you control gains vigilance and trample until end of turn. If it deals combat damage, if it deals damage, oh, it also deals damage equal to its power to target creature you don't control. So it's a one-sided fight that just gave your due vigilance and trample? That is absolutely monstrous for two mana. So what it's saying is basically give this creature double strike, vigilance, and trample. Not quite double strike. It's not quite double strike, but it's it's fairly close because yeah, it, you can deal damage to their creature. And then it say it has three damage marked on it. And then they won't want to block. Right. You know, those are a couple examples. Um, another one is Blossoming Defense. Target creature you control gets plus two, plus two, and gains hexproof until end of turn. This one's an instant. So if you're worried about removal in the limited format, it blanks removal and is a pump spell. Both. So this is really, really good there. And beyond that, we also have Larger Than Life, I believe is the name. I have to find it again. I'm sorry, guys. Don't hate me. Larger Than Life, green, one and a green sorcery. Target creature gets plus four, plus four, and gains trample until end of turn. Yep. So green just gets a bunch of pump spells and stuff to do on that end. It's just like, this has trample and vigilance. This has trample. This is getting plus two, plus two, and hexproof. And they have a tune with Ether, which is a turn one play if you have nothing else. Just pay a green, search your library for a basic land card, reveal it, put it in your hand, shuffle your library, and you get two energy. Yep. So which, there's a start as well. Yeah, that can also help curve it. Like, it can help you make sure that you hit your land drops for obvious reasons. It can also help you fix colors by finding, you know, off-color basics. Mm -hmm. So you can, like, play that into things like Long Tusk Cub. And then, like, Long Tusk Cub is going to be another MVP while I'm talking about green cards. You can attune with Aether on turn one to get a long cut, long, uh, whatever your other color mana is, or another green or whatever. Play your Long Tusk Cub on turn two, and then pay two energy to make your Long Tusk Cub a 3 3 immediately. So now you've got a 3 3 for two to start the game. Yeah. Like, that is super strong, especially whenever you combine it with some of these pump spells and stuff. I think the green white deck has a lot of potential. It's just going to look really, really good and limited if you get the, the opportunity to play it. Uh, I think Green Rebel would be pretty nice, too. Yeah. Mainly because you're getting artifact creatures and all that stuff. The one mana, one, two, uh, Inventor's Apprentice. Mm -hmm. I that's think a red thing's, card. Yeah, that's a red card. It's one red for a one, two. Uh, it gets plus one, plus one as long as you control an art another artifact, or control an artifact, mm -hmm. not another because he isn't an artifact. So he's a two, three for one mana, potentially. Yep. So he's, he's just he's just good... Like, that's what most uncommons are, is just, they're just good. Yeah, like, so artifacts are probably going to be pretty easy to get in this format. So I think anything that goes, if you have an artifact, then this is automatically worth looking at. Yeah. Um, like Gigi said, Inventor's Apprentice is one of the particularly noteworthy ones, because it's a 2-3 for red if you, have another, if you have an artifact. And that just sounds really solid all the time. Anyways, I know that you have a hard-on for this thing. I have quite the hard-on for this thing. I will probably look to do a black-green deck. Like, I don't know. I usually don't like playing green, but green seems to be where a lot of the plus-one, plus-one counters are in this format. Yeah. And it builds a lot of synergy with itself this time around. Um, Aetherborn Marauder is a card that I think is sweet. It's 
Three and a black creature, Aetherborn Rogue. It's an uncommon flying lifelink. When Aetherborn Rogue or Marauder enters the battlefield, move any number of plus one plus one counters from other permanents you control onto Aetherborn Marauder. And he's a base 2 2. So he's, worst case scenario, a 2 2 flyer with lifelink. When he enters the battlefield, you can take a counter from something over here, a counter from something over there, and leave counters on other things to make him bigger. And the fact that he has flying and lifelink, while the ability to get big is there, and if you're playing green, you can get all these pump spells to do stuff like that, the card has a lot of potential to swing games very quickly. Yeah. And what I'm looking at right now, which they're just looking at me like I'm retarded, is because... Energy counts as counters. It's two energy counters. Yeah, but this is plus one, plus one counters. Is it? Okay. Okay, so I am an idiot. Got <laughs> it. Don't worry, Ginger. I was looking at you like you're stupid because you are stupid. Oh, Whatever. I'm done. <laughs> I hate you all. So wasn't there something on this page that you were uh, interested in? Me? Yeah. No. Really? Should on, there be? On what uh, page? Uh, you already said that thing. Oh, you just want to talk about Long Test Cup? Yeah. Fine. I just want to talk about the Cup. Cup's Would you like good. to talk about your Arbor Axe Hopper again? Uh, no, not really. It's a 5 4 for 5 with Trample. Good and limited. And it gains and, 5. And, yeah, and it gains 5 life. It's just good and limited. Like, it's a it's a pseudo Thrag Tusk in this format. Yeah. It's hard to kill, but it's not going to leave behind a buddy. <gasps> Excuse me. It also tramples, so, you know, anything that gets it counters is pretty good. Talk about whales. <laughs> and how to kill whales. Oh. What do you mean? Skywaller shot? Yeah. That hurts great. Destroy a target creature with power is three or greater. Scry one. It's an instant speed removal spell for two and white. Um, scry one, which is weird because, like, it's weird that they're bringing back scry in different ways now. I don't know. I mean, it is an evergreen mechanic now. They did say that. Oh, they did. Okay. Yeah, like Scry and Prowess are both evergreen now. I mean, come on. Scrying's part of our mulligan procedure now. I guess that's fair. <laughs> and then what whale are we trying to shoot down here, Tyson? If I say your sister, will anybody get the joke? Ha-ha! <laughs> Longfin Sky Whale is too blue-blue <laughs> for a creature whale. It's an uncommon. It's a flyer. Longfin Skywell can block only creatures with flying, so I'm not sure how playable this card is actually, but, you know, four mana, four, three with flying. It's a bigger vapor can. Yeah, I mean, it's a four mana, four, three with flying, which is pretty good, but it can only block creatures with flying. So I'm not sure how I feel about that part. It's a bigger vapor can. That's how I see it. It's a double, it's twice the mana for one more on the butt. Two more on the butt. And two more on okay, the Okay, if you pay for two Vapor Kings, you get one more on the butt. Yes. That's what it does. Yeah, okay. I was confused about what you were trying to say. I feel like I worded it poorly, so I can't you, you did it. You did, in fact, word it fairly so, poorly. So, card that's going to be really good here in the limited format. We're talking about making all this energy and stuff. Harness Lightning is one in a red for an instant. It's an uncommon. Uh, choose target creature. You get three energy... Pay any amount of energy, Harness Lightning deals that much damage to that creature. 
So, so let's talk about how you could be storing up energy before casting this. Correct. Yes. <laughs> so you can just have like eight energy chilling and be like, uh, harness lightning that thing for eleven. Kindly f off. It's basically it's basically death wind but with energy. Also, it's a lot easier to cast for a big number. Yeah. You can also, you know, choose not to deal any damage to that creature. Correct. And then just store three energy. Yes. Yeah, like you can choose to deal zero. If you need the energy for something like, I don't know. Dealing six of them with six. that card that we mentioned yes. earlier? Any, anything. It could be really, literally anything that you need the energy for. So, another card that I'm looking forward to, just because I'm a Dirtle Turtle is underhanded designs. It's one in a black. It's an enchantment. It's uncommon. Whenever an artifact enters the battlefield under your control, you may pay a generic mana. If you do, each opponent loses one life, and you gain one life. One in a black. Sacrifice underworld underhanded designs. Destroy target creature. Activate this ability only if you control two or more artifacts. So I don't even care if I'm going to use the second par. I want to kill people by having a bunch of artifacts under the battlefield under my control and paying one to drain them to death with it. Yeah. I mean, I may very well end up doing it. Seems fine. Um, In the black-white deck that we were talking about earlier with... I will never remember this card's name. Marionette Master? Yeah. Yeah, I remembered it. Um, With Marionette Master... Using this to get the artifacts that you want to have go to your graveyard to drain one, game one, and then activate Marionette, well, get the trigger from Marionette Master, that can add up damage very quickly. Again, this is talking about a rare, which I generally discourage and I try not to do, but for something like that, it's a little hard not to, because it's a card that I think is going to be underappreciated. You know what I'm kind of noticing and what I don't like? What's that? It's that, like, every black card that I see here that I kind of like, there's an equivalent in another color that's way better than it. Hmm. For example, the red card we were talking about that stores energy and gives a creature uh, deal damage to them for for X damage. There is a a sorcery called Live uh, or Die Young that's one in a black. It says, choose target creature. You get two energy. Then you may pay any amount of energy. The creature gets minus one, minus one until end of turn. That can deal with indestructible creatures. Yeah. Correct. That is of note. That that does do that, yes. But it's not well, an instant. It's... It doesn't give you three energy off the bat. So it is subjectively better. Also... There's also a black card that's called Live Fast. Yeah. So you have Live Fast, Die Young. Yes. But <laughs> also, I'm looking at Live Fast for that. Because what was that blue card you were talking about that had... That was an instant draw oh, two, scry um, two, and get two energy? Uh... I don't Give me remember. a moment. Glimpse of Genius or something like that? Yeah, it's something genius. I know that much. Do, 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 but yeah, do, that... Do. Glimmer of Genius. Glimmer of Genius. What What is that print of that? Common or uncommon? uncommon? Uncommon. Uncommon. Okay, well that's fair. Because that kind of makes a difference. Because I believe uh, Live Fast is a... Uh, uncommon? Live well, what's Die Young? Is Die Young common or uncommon? Die Young is common. Yeah. Okay, so Die Young's common. Harness Lightning's an uncommon. Well, that's the thing, though. Like, these black things are common, but they're subjectively terrible. For example, Live Fast is draw two cards, lose two life, and get two energy. Why would you play that? Why would why would you even think about that whenever you can... Tim, have you ever played Read the Bones? Yeah. yeah. All right, then. But there wasn't an uncommon blue instant, I'm not losing two life. I'm, in fact, looking at the top two cards option available. Also, that's eh. three mana, and the one that we're talking about is four. Okay. Correct. So, like, it's one more mana. About, they're lower rarity, they're lower on the curve. 
Uh, so Dai like, Young's not. Dai Young's one in a black, where the other one's one in yeah. one in a red. So right, Dai but Young's it's a lower a, rarity, so it's a common. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which means you're more likely to get more of them. Mm-hmm. Like if somebody has more than two hardest lightnings, I'll be impressed. If somebody has three Dai Youngs, mm-hmm. I will be unsurprised. However, there is one black card here that is unequaled. Okay. This is one I I am fortuitous find. Sorcery three and a black. Choose one or both. Return target artifact card from your graveyard to your hand. Return target creature card from your graveyard to your hand. I've been I've been quite fond of uh, graveyard recursion decks lately, and that's a fairly good one. Yeah, I mean you've it's definitely good in the limited format. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I've, I've had some. I forgot half of its abilities because it has a million of them. Choose one or both. Turn target artifact or grave card from your graveyard to your hand. Target creature card. Yeah, that's definitely decent enough in a format. Mm-hmm. Because, like, you can just grind people out and then be like, all right, late game, I draw this and I get to get back two cards. Yeah. Cards like that are always fine and limited. Um, I wouldn't play them as more than a one of more often than not. Oh, I'd go solid two. Solid two or something like that. If I can get two, I'll play two. I just won't play any more than that. Uh, there was a thing up there I was looking at. Which one? I don't remember what it was. What's it do? I don't remember. <laughs> that doesn't help us at all. Oh, well, this is where we were, Ginger. I don't know. You guys keep talking. I'll find it. All right, so Arrow Responder is a very, very good card. It's one white, white, flying vigilance lifelink for a, dor- a dwarf soldier it's two, three, on a 2 3 body. Yeah. Oh. So it's a baby Akroma. Yeah. The thing that I love most about this card is that it's a flying dwarf. Tell me any world that you thought you would see a dwarf fly. That's vigilant when it flies. Yeah. It's like, not only is it flying, but it's good at flying. Yeah. It, 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 I don't know. It doesn't exist. You Anyways. I think that's going to be our hidden bomb in, uh, in limited. Oh, that card's what, good. Arrow Responder? That card's good. Yeah. It's not hidden. Okay. No, I think it's just good. Yeah, like 2 3 fire, lifelink vigilance for 3. Yes, please. I will draft 10. Anyways, the thing that I was I found earlier was uh, sort your engines. It's 3 in red for sorcery vehicles. You control become artifact creatures until end of turn. Creatures you control get plus 2 plus 0. Oh. Uh, you can either use this as a way to make your dudes bigger, even if they're not artifacts. Or to just animate or your vehicles. artifacts. Yeah, or. Well, I mean, you can well, use it both. Yeah. You animate your vehicles with it, and then they get bigger. Yeah. Which, I mean, if you if you draft or if you either draft a lot of vehicles or you open a lot of vehicles in your sealed pool, this thing's good. Or even if you're just which, playing an aggressive deck, it's still fine because it gives your team plus two plus zero. Oh. Which yeah. honestly, the vehicles are for the most part amazing. Yeah, the vehicles are generally pretty good because they upgrade your servos into something. Yeah, like, all the vehicles are fine in the limited format. Um, I only think there's a couple of them that are going to be constructed playable, but that's for another time. Yeah, like, every... I'm looking at every vehicle here, and it's all, like, more bang for its buck. Like, there's a common one here I'm looking at. It's a 5-drop 8-6 with Menace. So if you animate that, you don't even have to add a creature to it. You just do it. Yep. So Eridara Express is an incredibly good vehicle to get. It's common, so... If you manage to get that and the card Jinji we just talking about, woo! <laughs> yeah, start your engines is really good with vehicles. Um, so while we're talking about pump spells and things that are just generically good, built to smash is a one mana red instant. Target attacking creature gets plus three plus three until end of turn. If it's an artifact creature, it gains trample until end of turn. Uh, larger in life already gives a trample, correct? 
Correct. So you larger in life in your first main phase, give it plus four, plus four, and trample. And then when you're attacking, if they block with something bigger, you can just pump it three more. Or power. you can just block something that got chump because they're like, well, this doesn't have trample, so I'll chump it. Then you're like, build to smash my artifact. Woo! <laughs> and, yeah. like there, there's a lot of pump spells and combat tricks that I think are going to take people by surprise. You know, let's talk about another one. Build the last. White. Instant. Target creature gets plus two, plus two until end of turn. If it's an artifact creature, it gains indestructible until end of turn. Is there just a belt two cycle? I believe so. I don't remember what they all are. Like, they're not represented as a cycle on the spoiler, though, which is kind of annoying. That thing's sweet. Dramatic reversal. I was going to say, you can't just say that thing sweet. Hey, I know you love hey, saying that, but you have it's to... It's sweet. It's, it's one in the blue for an instant. Untap all non-land permanents you control. Yeah. Will you agree with me that thing's yeah. sweet? Yeah, it's pretty sweet, yeah. Thanks. It's definitely good. Ooh. So ceremonious, something is, ceremonious rejection is nice while we still have... Uh, the Eldrazi Menace. We still have... Yeah. Not not too many Devoid cards are being played, though, unfortunately. Just and we've still got, like, Reality Smasher, Thought Not Seer... That's true. They're both colorless. Matter Reshaper's colorless. Um, but it, like, all of the Emerge cards are colorless. That is true. Like, yes. They have color mana symbols on their card for their Emerge cost, but they themselves are colorless, as is Emrakul. Mm -hmm. But the only problem is with Emrakul, you have a cast trigger to deal with. Yeah, on all of them, you have a cast trigger to deal with. Not all of them, just like World Breaker, Ulamog. The one all of the cards with Emerge have yes. a cast trigger. Really? Yes. yes. Oh, then fuck this card, because Summary Dismissal. <laughs> you still have to... Otherwise, you're going to deal with bullshit anyway. This card's still fine. Or it's still fine-ish. What, what card was I talking about before... Tim interrupted me. Oh, fuck it. You were talking about our the, new the, Planeswalker buddy card. Well, the untap reversal. Yeah. So what you can do is, if you're playing a lot of, you know, vehicles, you can tap your dudes to crew them and then untap all your permanents and attack with everything. It's not bad. Not bad. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Hey, guys, I'm crewing and fighting. Woo! The, the long pause after that to make sure it worked. Yeah. Yeah. But look, I'm the one that has to think about these things. You guys just have to say them. And I have to be like, no. Wait a second. Yes. <laughs> Anyhow, another card that I really like in this limited format, and this is probably just like me being a derp and loving to play bad cards, <clears throat> uh, select for inspection Yeah. is either... Like, it can be a combat trick, or it can well, what's be... what's it do? Alright, so select for inspection is a blue mana for an instant. Just a blue mana. Return target tap creature to its owner's hand. Scry one. So you can set up your next draw. You can get something that you don't want to have to deal with the way. Um, something that people will probably not consider with this, and is a play that I had to show a couple people as I was playing various decks... It's okay to get hit by something if you have something that could stop it. Because what you do is you wait till the end phase when your opponent can't cast creatures and stuff again. And you bounce it then. Yeah, so that way they it will have some... Well, they have to recast <clears throat> it next turn. Um, also, something of note is... Especially since we have the spell mm -hmm. that's an instant for uh, what one green. That gives a creature hexproof. Yep. 
you don't want them to cast that during combat because that's an additional two damage that you take. Right. Uh, there's a couple reasons that you would wait till the end of turn. Yeah, like, this card is a good, actually bringing that up, is a good example on why you wait until, like, second main phase and end of turn to do stuff like that. Because now they're not getting free damage by casting their spells where they want to. It's part of, like, it's a skill that I feel like people don't acknowledge until they learn how to play against Infect properly or play Infect yes. a number of times well. Yes. Um, knowing when to take damage and when not to is something also important if you plan on playing Control Ever. Right. Because like you have to, your life total is a resource. You don't have to protect every point of it. More often than not, you can go down to, like, single digits and then just stabilize the game and win off that. Yeah. Uh, anywho. <laughs> so, Subtle Strike. One to black instant. Choose one or both. Target creature gets minus one, minus one until end of turn. Put a plus one, plus one counter on target creature. Remember how we were talking about, like, all these cards that get bonuses from getting plus one, plus one counters and stuff in green? Mm -hmm. That this green-black deck would be really strong because of? This card's another one. It's an instinct. It gets you a counter. And if I remember correctly, the elephant that we talked about earlier on talks about getting counters during the turn, not yep. during your turn specifically. During the so turn. if you get a plus one, plus one counter on a creature during your opponent's turn, you get another one as well. Mm-hmm. You get that thing huge. Yeah, so that can help that get really fast really quick. Plus it deals, it gives something minus one, minus one, so it can make combat more favorable. It can make your opponent's 2-2 two, two, a 1-1 one, one, and your 2-2 two, two, a 3-3. Three, three. Or your 1-1 one, one, a 2-2, two, two, so it'll block and kill it now, where before it was just losing. Um, so the card has a bunch of applications to make combat really bad for your opponent and math really awkward. Um, beyond that, we have Impeccable Timing, which is another really good just spell. Impeccable Timing deals 3 damage to target attacking or blocking creature for 1 in a white. It's an instant. And it also shows us that Ajani's going to be here at some point. Probably, I would assume in the next set. Yeah, so like... Uh, generally, whenever they forge Shadow a Planeswalker in either artwork or, like, the flavor text or something, it's generally either within the next set or in the next block. See, having spoiled art for Tezzeret and not having a Tezzeret Planeswalker card, I expect next set we'll have Tezzeret and Ajani both for Planeswalkers. Also, when we got, what, clues? Mm -hmm. They revealed that Emrakul was coming. Yeah. Yep. 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 Uh, anyways, the card I'm actually looking at a card right here that I really enjoy. It's uh, Reckless Fireweaver. It's one in the red for a 1-3. Whenever an artifact enters the battlefield under your control, Reckless Fireweaver deals one damage to each opponent. It's not a bad card. Can definitely run away with the game very quickly if you have a uh, an artifact-oriented deck and can get a bunch of them off. Uh, and then also, Servant of Conduit is a 1 and a green for a 2-2 two -two elf druid. Uh, whenever, whenever Servant of Conduit enters the battlefield, you get 2 energy. Tap, pay 1 energy. Uh, add 1 mana of any color to your mana pool. So I really like this card as a 2-drop mana dork because it's also a bear. So it's a 2-2 two yes. two that's also a mana dork, which is really, really strong. Yep. You Ooh. can do a lot of things with that thing. Oh, there's a, there's a good card for limited. I, we didn't really look into multicolor cards a lot. Yeah, well, I, wanted to, I wanted to kind of hustle through the rest of these uh, monocolored right. cards because we are running a long time. Well, how many more do you? Yeah. How many more do you want to look at? I mean, revolutionary really rebuff is a common. It's one in a blue counter target non artifact spell unless its controller pays two. It's okay. an instant for obvious reason. It's a counter spell. Um, how I, good are counter spells in limited? Really, at common, 
good. Where they're making your opponent lose curve and tempo, really good. Okay. It does have the significant drawback of it is not artifact spell, which in this format could be a little awkward. Yeah. Um, Inspiring charge. Two in double white for an instant creature you control get plus two plus one into on a turn. Yep, great combat trick for white. Um, it's been something to play around for a while. Chandra's Pyro Helix is pretty good. Deal two damage divided as you choose among one or two target creatures and or players. One in a red for so an instant. It's better than Twin Bolt because you can't hit players with Twin Bolt. Correct. Yeah. Oh, okay. Twin Bolt can go to the... Uh, I can't remember if Twin Bolt can go to the face, but no, this can. can. No. Twin Bolt cannot. Twin Bolt can't now. Uh, remember, we, we had a debacle. Are you talking about, about larger than life? Earlier in the week. Yeah, we are talking about larger than life, live fast, die young, all mm-hmm. cards that are good. Um, Aether wins. Aether trade wins is a interesting card. Yeah. Return target permanent you control and target permanent you don't control to their owner's hands. So it can make a tempo swing and get you more enter the battlefield effects, which mm-hmm. could gain you more energy and stuff like that. Actually, let me see how Felgree Familiar is uh, is worded here. Is it when, it's when it, it dies? dies yeah, okay. it's when it dies. Well, still, you can still replay it and get the... Anyway, we get to game. the good stuff. Yeah, so now we get to the cards. Really, really fun. Um, let's look at our multicolor cards. Right. Obviously, you ignore the Planeswalkers. Planeswalkers are always going or to be a threat. Yeah. I'm, it's I'm like, jumping right into Contraband Kingpin. I'm jumping right to Hazardous Conditions. Yeah, I'm on with either Tyson. So, like, mm. we were talking earlier about the black-green deck and how it's well, going like to have all these plus one, plus but... one counters and stuff. Hazardous conditions, two black-green. Creatures with no counters on them get minus two, minus two until end of turn. In the limited format, that thing can be a monster. Yeah. Um, it is a sorcery, but that's still really, really good. Go ahead, Tim, talk about yours. Yeah, Contraband Kingpin is also phenomenal. A blue and a black creature. Art... Etherborn Rogue. Yep. So is a, it has lifelink, and whenever an artifact enters the battlefield under your control, scry one. It's a one four for two. Basically, it'll sit there and be a wall and just gain you one life over time. And you're obviously going to be drafting a bunch of artifacts just to play them and just wheel through your deck to get the things you want. Look at that big fat butt. Exactly. Well, I'm, I actually like four things here. I like a handful of things on this. Uh, Engineer Might is three green white for a sorcery. Choose one. Target creature gets plus five, plus five, and trample until end of turn, or creatures you control get plus two, plus two, and gain vigilance until end of turn. Which we were talking earlier about the green-white deck, how it just wants to get all these little dudes and go wide and get pump spells. Well, this one could also just go big. Right. It can do one or the other, or, you know, you can play a deck that does both and just get either benefit that benefits you at the time. It's like... A lot of these multicolored cards are actually really good. Imperial yes. Voyager is phenomenal. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. one of the next things I was going to talk about. One blue-green, green. Flying Trample, whenever Imperial, Imperial Voyager deals combat damage to a player, you get that many energy counters. So basically because it has green, you just make it big and make it yeah. do a ton of it damage. It also flies, and it already yeah. has Trample. Yeah, it so. inherently flies and has Trample as a 2-3 three for 3. That's super good. So you just have combat tricks set aside, and whenever you attack, and they're like, block it. Bam. B- make it huge. It tramples over. It lives, and I get all this energy. Um, I'm actually really excited for, like, all of these multicolored cards. Yeah, well, like, I'm going to talk about this. I'll go, go ahead. No, you go. You go. I want to uh, talk about mine then. Another one I, I, re- I see and I really like is Cloudblazer. Cloudblazer is really for good. For blue-white skies is just amazing because not only is it a flaw, it's a... It's a two-two, three white, blue, uh, three white and a blue, but it has flying, and it also has when it enters the battlefield, you gain two life and draw two cards. Isn't Mold Drifter a five drop? Yes. 
Yeah, so it's better than Mall Drifter. Yeah, well, it doesn't have the evoke cost, so yeah. it's debatable, but it's basically an upgraded Mold Drifter. Uh, well, there's actually two more things I want to talk about, because you didn't talk about the first one. Uh, unlicensed Disintegration is mm -hmm. one red and a black for an instant. Destroy target creature. If you control an artifact, Unlicensed Disintegration deals three damage to that creature's controller. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's a removal spell. It can also deal as burn. Yep. Um, and then Voltaic Brawler is green and a red for a 3-2. Uh, whenever Voltaic Brawler enters the battlefield, you get two energy. Whenever Voltaic Brawler attacks, you may pay an energy. If you do, gets plus one, plus one, and trample until end of turn. So for at least two turns is a 4-3 on its own. Right. Yes. Worth trample. Yeah. That is that is pretty significant. That card yes. is nuts, and I love every that single bit of it. That card is nuts, yes. So basically, so, with limited, we have a lot of options here. We... Ugh. Yeah, we've got a lot there, and we haven't even gotten into the artifacts yet. But I also want to touch on Whirler Virtuoso, because I appear to be the only person that likes this card. One blue-red for a 2-3. When it enters the battlefield, you get three energy. Pay three energy, put a 1-1 one, one colorless stopter artifact creature token with flying onto the battlefield. We already know that blue creates a fuck ton of energy. Right. So essentially, you can just so grind red. out Yeah, you can just grind out thopters like crazy with this thing. Right, this thing's going to let you potentially go big, and then if you can get... I don't think there's any really good pump spells on Keller for it. For, like, know. mass pump spells. But, like, no, you can no. splash white or something for an inspired charge after you make all these thopters and just yeah. get them. Yeah. Anywho. So, on to the artifacts. Obviously, ignoring, as we said, Rares the rare ones. Cultivator's Caravan is just a sweet mana rock, though, with that being said. I will never, ever crew that damn thing. I am surprised. No, it's still a three mana for a one. I'm uh, surprised there's not a red combat instant that allows you to give your whole team something, like Trumpet Blast or something like that, or not even a coordinated assault. It's just like there's only one target to pump with the red spells. That's, that's odd, actually. No. So, <laughs> what do we have down here in artifacts that we're actually interested in? Uh, Here's all I, the vehicles. Basically, any I of the vehicles. You mentioned Eridera Express. Uh, crew yeah, did. five. It costs five. It has menace. It's a crew, crew four. four. Yeah. Um, the Oval Chase Dragster is probably notable enough and limited, yeah. but I'm not like it gives your Thopter something to go into. Bomat Bazaar Barge. I think that thing's fine. Now, when it enters the battlefield, draw a card for four. So at the very least, it replaces itself at Cantrips. It's crew three, so it's a little steep for my liking. But it still it turns into a five five. Yeah. Actually, uh, something of in interesting enough about crew um, that I see is say it's a crew three, you can crew this thing and then you don't care about trading this off because like one it already replaced itself, two you still have creatures after it. It's just sitting there as an artifact. Yep. So like you're willing to trade these vehicles off for other things. I mean that's the point of vehicles is yes. whenever they die you can replace them. Yeah. You can't replace the contents of it, though. Now, real quick, real quick mm -hmm. for Oval Chase Dragster, we got to talk about the flavor text. All right, <laughs> we got to. What what's the flavor text on Oval Chase Dragster? It'll either crash or win the race, possibly both. <laughs> probably, or no, it is. This is possibly. Sorry, it's just really small text. I thought it said probably, possibly both. Yes, that's 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 good flavor text right there. There's a oh lot God. of rare artifacts. Of course, there has to be because it's Kaladesh. But what? Well, there's one rare artifact I kind of want to talk about real fast. I Bo mean, there's three that I believe are notable. 
Bomat Courier. One for a 1-1 one, one with haste. Whenever Bomat Courier attacks, exile the top card of your library face down. Red, discard your hand, sacrifice Bomat Courier, put all cards exiled with Bomat Courier into their owner's hands. This thing's just sweet. It's, it can see long play and maybe burn in Modern or Legacy. I don't know if it's good enough for Modern or Legacy it, Burn. It, it might not be, but it can refill your hand. Also, it might see play in Affinity. I'd see it having a home in Affinity more than I would burn. Well, anyways, I, I could see it being in either of the two, uh, because one, it refills your hand. Also, it gives standard uh, one drop with haste that can yep. potentially get ahead and get you more card advantage. Um, other than that, Limited, it seems fine. It doesn't seem exceptional, but that I just wanted to talk about that thing. That thing is sweet. So, I just noticed something on one of the rares I want to take a moment and talk about. Um, I'm going to have to go through later and look at this and see if other cards have it too, because I didn't look very hard. Deadlock Trap has the Planeswalker logo as a watermark. Oh. I see that now, and that's probably because... Is it a promo? Story Spotlight. There's five cards that would have this, because they're highlighting the story of Chandra. Yeah, so I just didn't pay much attention to that. But Deadlock Trap's a card that I really like. Um, it's would, three mana. It's a rare, which I don't really want to talk about much. I'm going, I'm going. But Deadlock Trap enters the battlefield. Tap. When Deadlock Trap enters the battlefield, you get two energy. Tap. Pay an energy. Tap target, creature, or no. planeswalker. Its activated abilities can't be activated this turn. I think that's sweet. Um, Scrap Heap Scrounger is really good for standard, but we're not talking about standard here. Dynavolt Tower is a card that I also think is sweet for standard moving forward. Um, what do we got? We've got the animations. What's the other one? We have... I thought there was a rare here. For the animations. There's I animation module. Deca oh, never mind. There's, only, there's three modules is what they are. Animation module, decoction module, and fabrication module. Animation model reads, it's a one mana. It is the rare. There we go. Whenever one or more plus one plus one counters are placed on a permanent you control, you may pay one generic mana. If you do, create a one one colorless server servo artifact creature token. Three tap, choose a counter on target permanent or player. Give that permanent or player another counter of that kind. So that is a particularly interesting ability for a handful of reasons. It can help ramp your planeswalkers, so to speak, by giving them more loyalty. Um, I hope we don't get it again, but, you know, I did say one of these days when people were talking about, like, what's going to happen in Kaladesh and Gaither Revolt, I'm like, Tezzeret brought the Frexians. If we have Infect again, I'm going to be very upset, especially since it'll make this limited format garbage with all the pump spells that are there. Yeah. Um, I think well, I think they realize Infect was a mistake. I don't think they'll ever do that again. But three tap, choose a counter on target permanent or player. Players with Infect counters can actually get another Infect counter from this. Ugh. Well, a poison counter. So huh? I, I went back looking through and I found two more of the Planeswalker symbols. Okay, we'll talk about that in a minute. Okay. I will go through the module cycle. So we have whenever one or more plus one plus one counters are placed on a permanent you control, you may pay one. If you do, create a 1-1 Kaladesh Server Artifact Creature token. The decoction model is whenever a creature enters the battlefield under your control, you get an energy. 
Four, tap, return target creature you control to its owner's hand. So this thing lets you start blinking things and take advantage of enter the battlefield effects. So you can blink like, I don't know, Tim, your Cloud Blazer was its name? Cloud Blazer? Yes. Three uh, blue white? Yeah, three blue white for a 2-2 two -two that whenever enters battlefield. Draw, draw two, two cards. Two. Yep. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. like you can use decoction model with that to blink it and draw more cards and yep. get more life. Yep. And then fabrication model is whenever you get one or more energy, put a plus one, plus one counter on target creature you control. So if you manage to get all three of these, and they also curve out with each other, because they go one mana, two mana, three mana. Uh -huh. um, rare, uncommon, uncommon. Um, fabrication module is pay for tap, you get an energy. So if you get an energy, you can put a plus one, plus one counter on a creature you control. If you put a plus one, plus one counter on a creature you control, you can pay a generic mana. If you pay the generic mana, you get a one, one artifact creature. And whenever you get the one, one artifact creature, you get a energy. <laughs> So it's just basically a circle. Yeah. Yeah. It is, in fact, a circle. Does it ever end whenever you get... Whenever you run out of mana to pay. Okay. Because you, you still get an energy, so you put a plus one, plus one on something. Yeah. So you pay a generic mana for the plus one, for the uh, servo. Then you get the servo. You get the energy. When you get the energy, you put the plus one, plus one counter. And you can continue to do this for as much mana as you have. See, I'm, yes. this, is, this is something I'm going to go for, by the way. Because I'm gonna, I'm gonna let this go. Uh, you know, Summoner's Bond from Conspiracy. I attempted to try and get three of those in a Conspiracy draft. I actually didn't get any, but I wanted to get three of them so I could put, put it on Summoner's, uh, or no, Goblin, Goblin Balloon Brigade to go to Kill and Fiend, Kill and Fiend to go to Gutter Snipe, and then Gutter Snipe to go to Goblin Balloon Brigade. Well, <laughs> here's. Here's the super fun part about these three modules is they all have a way of kickstarting the process. Yeah. Yes. Um. The most notable, like, I'll go over each one's way to, you know, start the process. Animation modules, three tap. You choose an energy counter that you have, and you get another energy counter, which will kickstart the process with the fabrication module. Whenever you get, excuse me, the energy counter, you get the plus one, plus one counter. Yeah. So that'll kickstart the process. The decoction model lets you return the creature you control to its owner's hand. Then you play the creature, and you get the energy counter. So when you get the energy counter, the fabrication module kicks and... So, so it would help to have another way to do it because those are awfully large mo uh, mana costs to start out the whole thing when you can do it Three? with like a one-drop creature. Three? Or you could just do it with a one-drop creature or a two-drop spell that gets you energy yeah. or something. Yeah, there's I a mean, lot of ways to start it. There's a lot of ways to kickstart the cycle, but the fact is that inside themselves, they have a way built to kickstart it. Yes. They're going to be abandoned limited. Uh, no, <laughs> no, they're just, not. I'm kidding. Man, but man. I think they're great. I Actually, love them. I, I kind of would want to build a deck around them because. Um, also, along that, and I wanted to touch on this with the blue red deck, Chief of the Foundry is getting reprinted in this set. Yeah. Other artifact creatures you control get plus one plus one. So now you can have a Thopter army actually be lethal. And Foundry Inspector makes all your artifacts cost one less to cast. Yeah. So it reduces the cost of your artifact spells. So, like, these are a couple more cards I just think are really, really good. To keep an eye out for in the limited format. You know, Filigree Familiar being obvious. The Puzzle Knot cycle, I wouldn't say it's great, but it's probably worth playing. It's yeah. okay. Uh, some I, mean, of them. I, was, I was looking through them trying to find which ones were super useful. And I think the, the best one is probably the green one. The black one's also really good. Draw mm -hmm. a card. Yeah. Like, card draw's always worth it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you play They're them all in tandem, fine. if you play them in tandem, then fucking good yeah all of them are fine um there's also this cycle here towards the bottom uh are they actually a cycle yep 
It's artifacts that get abilities based on their color. Yep. Yeah, I know, but I was looking in the cycles. I didn't see them. I mean, I'd consider that a cycle. Yeah, i consider them a cycle. Uh, they're all fine. Um, so I am I think it's weird and kind of amusing. The Black's, like, shtick now is moving away from, like, Menace death. and Death Touch and becoming Lifelink. Yeah. yeah. When that's what White used to do. Well, White used to be Vigilance and, like, First Strike. Yeah. Like, Lifelink never really had a color, per se. Like, Blue's always been flying and unblockable. White's always been Vigilance and First Strike. Black was, like, Lifelink, Death Touch, Fear. I guess, like, Death Touch and Fear. Yeah. Well, it used to be Intimidate and then... It used used to be be Intimidate slash Fear, and then... Yeah, it used to be Fear, then it became Intimidate. Yes. So now Intimidate's an all-color thing, so, like, that's why I say Fear. It makes sense that Lifelink is kind of becoming a black thing, though, because, like, With, black... As much as they hurt themselves? Yeah, as much as black uses life as a resource. Like, life is a resource for every color, but for black, it it relies on it. It leans on it. Like, that's a core piece of its color. Like, it just uses life as a cost to you do their get stuff. more out of things. Yeah. yeah. You know, our red one is it gains menace. Menace and haste, well, realistically, menace... Yeah, it can't be blocked by two, uh, except by two or more creatures. Menace and Haste has been Red's thing. And then Green's has been, like, Death Touch and Big Dumb Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> trample? Well, I mean, I guess that just Reach? Needs... Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I guess Trample and Reach is more a green thing than Death Touch, actually. Yeah. Because yeah. I think I gave Death Touch to Black earlier as well. Yeah, I, I think the red one should have First Strike or Haste. No, because um. White's, like, a First Like, First Strike's really good and limited, too. Like, it's super strong. Well, anyways, um, should I talk about these things yet? Which ones? The two. Oh, the story things. Yes. Or is there anything else we want to talk about here real fast? Uh, I think that's it real quick. We have the new Fastlands, which are pretty sweet. But, you know, we're talking about Limited, so that really has limited. nothing to do with We it. got the Masterpieces in Limited. Technically, you have the Masterpieces in limited, limited. But the odds of that happening is super duper low. And but plus, if you get them, congratulations. And plus, we gushed way too much about the Masterpieces last week. But they're in Limited. I know. All right. If you get a masterpiece, play it. Basically, that's the gist of the story. We'll touch on these Planeswalker logo ones next time we do a lore episode. Because I yeah. think, realistically, we probably want to wrap it up. Yeah. Well, gonna... something of note is we only have three uh, of them, and there's five of them in this cycle. Well, maybe the, there's two in the next set. Yeah, so I'm assuming there is two in the next set. Yeah. Anyways. So, yeah, I think we're going to wrap up there. Uh, we didn't get any emails this week, which means uh, <laughs> we do have an assignment for next week, and I think I accidentally closed it out, so let me go into it. You guys remember it, right? It was the build a mono green deck around Sage of the Ancient Lore, I believe yeah. it was. Let me make well, it was, sure that's what it it was. was. We needed to talk about green more because we avoid it like the plague. Because we really don't, we really don't. But like that's that's a cop out, especially because whenever a lot of our uh, a lot of the decks we built, we built with green. Actually, from this very no, it wasn't the same person. It was a, like we've we've built around green. We've talked about green quite a bit. I mean, I think it's just mostly. Uh, your hatred for green shines yes. through so much that that just because feels everybody's, like everybody's, we drag green through yes. the mud. We actually give every every bit of magic a fair shake. But we're going to go ahead and do this for next week, where we're going to be building budget brews, by the way, gentlemen. Ooh. It's specified here, standard budget brew for a mono green deck using Sage of Ancient Lore. Mono green? Mono green. Ugh. I'm not playing it this time if I win. We're locked in. Ew. I wanted to play so, blue. What was our no. budget for standard stuff? Like 70 bucks or something? I, like I don't know. Just just make it as cheap as you can within reason, within making it work. For this is going to be hard because... tracker. <laughs> 
Because we're gonna need, you're probably gonna need something like Oath of Nyssa or something. Like, if we could play Blue you're Green, need something I'd be like happy Four Tireless Tracker. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Or Dustwatch Recruiter. These are good ways to keep your hand full in green. This is yeah. true. Very true. So, uh, yeah. Oh, um, mono green? Ew. Yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's very it's very limiting. It's not only bright budget, but it's mono So they're all going to look the exact the same. Yeah, That's not, not true. They're no. just all going to start with four Dustwatch Recruiter and four Tireless Tracker. Probably. I don't know. Um, but I'm getting very tired. So... I think yeah, we should definitely finish this up here. Uh, if you have any other info, if you have anything you want to ask us, uh, if any budget brews or any types of decks you want to see us build, you can contact us at memorylapsepodcast at gmail But try not to be as restrictive as the current project we have. Right. Like maybe pick two out of the three. Uh, make it be like a choose a card. And make it budget brew, or choose a card and make it a certain archetype, maybe. But choosing what? What? What do you want? Huh? Oh, you got a poop, but we're ten minutes late when I have to go to bed. Thanks, Tyson. Thanks no problem. A lot. I was trying to wrap it up like ten minutes ago. Ah, uh, Jesus. All right. So anyway, uh, that'll be the end of this for us because Tyson's got a poop, not because I have to get up early for work in the morning. Oh no, we can't. No, they go hand in hand. Oh yes, yeah, so let's keep this one. going for another ten minutes, guys. I'll just leave. <laughs> <laughs> like falling asleep over here. Anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, again, contact us at memorylapsepodcast@gmail.com with any questions, concerns, decks you want us to build, topics you want us to talk about, anything like that. And I am Tim. Saying I'm goodbye. Jim G, bye. And Tyson. Bye, guys. Goodbye. Sorry about the TMI from TIM. What? <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> poop. But you're the one that said it. Just, uh, just stop it. 